Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel said it best, the whole of the Auburn experience. Yes, it involves Auburn sports and a lot of it and a lot of football. Let's be honest with that. A lot of Auburn football. But it's much more than that. It's much more than a university filled with great academic programs. It's much more than a town filled with some of the best food. It's more involved even than just the location that Auburn finds itself in. It's all around the country and all around the world. The Auburn experience is as simple as a hello with a war eagle. And we can talk about so many of those experiences within the overall Auburn experience here on this particular show. I am your host, as always, Kyle Loomis. Uh, owner and operator of the E2C Network. You've seen me on YouTube, I'm sure, or listened to me on the podcast before. And this is another time where in, within the Auburn experience that it's always better done with someone alongside of you to share in those instances and those moments and those events and the discussions. And with that, I brought in my friend again for episode two of the Auburn experience, Mr. Austin Scott. Welcome, sir. Oh, where you go, everybody. Yep. Excited to be here. We made it to episode two, Kyle. That's a that's a win. I didn't I didn't know what we didn't know what we were doing after last week, but uh, I, I think it, I've heard it was received well, and we're back at it again after quite an eventful weekend. I, I will say, especially on YouTube, you guys showed out higher than I thought you would, and we're recording this a little bit later than we traditionally planned because of this wonderful weather that is rolling through the southeast right now. More on that in a little bit. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it's just been an interesting weekend, and we had so many people show up last week, and I'm, I'm happy to see that there's several people back to watch this live on YouTube be recorded, but maybe several of you are listening on the regular podcast format there. So thank you guys for such a great response in episode one. And that's kind of what all we hope for is people that want to talk, obviously some modern sports, but hopefully a much broader uh, perspective about what it means to be part of the Auburn family. What Austin and I have on tap for you tonight is just a focus of the first football weekend for Auburn. We're going to talk a little bit about the game we're going to talk a little bit about the rain and just everything in between. Uh, let, but let's just kind of start out, Austin. First game weeks, how would you just high-level stuff, maybe not minutia detail, how would you rate this uh, first game weekend compared to others? Was it like as good as expected, lower? You know, I know the rain kind of factors in there a little bit. What's your overall thoughts yeah. on the game weekend? Yeah, good question. I, uh, I was talking to my dad who also attended the game. Uh, yesterday and I'll be honest I uh, yesterday morning I get up and uh, I just it didn't something was off didn't have quite the same kind of excitement and energy I've had in the past um, don't know what reason honestly I think maybe a little bit about the weather or a little bit about the later start just took a little bit longer in the day um, but man once we got in there and once we got to campus and walking around uh, it all comes back why we love this place and what was so fun about it uh, was just getting to see so many people um, just back. I don't think I'll ever take that for granted again after COVID-19. Um, right. Just getting to see so much of the Auburn family back 
the whiteout looked great. Um, it was just a great day full of Auburn spirit and Auburn family definitely showed out. So uh, I don't know. I, I, it was just a good weekend. I don't know how it really compares to the rest uh, besides maybe a lot of questions kind of more so than the past few years in, te- in terms of team personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just a great day. The Eagle flew well. The band was great. I mean, that's, that's what we asked for right there. Yeah, there really wasn't anything that went wrong. In fact, I would argue that the whole weather situation yeah. basically cooperated about as much as it could, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't let's let's just we'll come back to the experience later on in the show about the game rain and all of that stuff. But I don't know, Austin, if you were watching the forecast all week. It was <laughs> I think at one point the high of that day for rain was like 65. It came down to like yeah. uh, randomly like on the weather channel app, a, a 58% chance rain. And it just kind of stood there. And then, so I, and it was going to start on Friday afternoon. So I'm kind of watching this thing and seeing like, you know, how's, how's this going to affect everything. And slowly as Friday kept getting further and further into its day, it kept creeping back, creeping back, creeping back, creeping back. And eventually we got to game day and it said, look, it, it was almost like God said, you know what? I'll, I'll throw y'all a bone here. <laughs> I'm going to stop the rain uh, at about eight o'clock. That's it though. I got to let it go after that. And then boy, (laughs) did it come down Uh, again, more on that in a little bit. So I'm just, I'm thankful for that because I thought this was going to be literally a total washout of a weekend. Yeah. Um, Because so much of a football weekend is dependent upon, you know, the tailgating, the atmosphere, the involvement in Tiger walk, uh, the crowd obviously actually showing up. And I thought, you know, all things considered, the questions and maybe I want to call it lack of hype around the team right now because just of so many unknown things and maybe some less exciting questions out there. I thought everybody showed out. You talked about the whiteout too. Uh, traditionally, I don't see if you agree with me on this. I don't know that Auburn fans want to participate in those things very well. Or, <laughs> I mean, what, what's your opinion on the whole whiteout, navy out, orange out concept? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm in agreement. I, I usually hear, why do we have to do something for every game? And I don't – I think that's a little bit extreme. I don't think it happens every game. I don't think there's anything next week for San Jose State. It now. is the f- hometown heroes week. I have it. I actually have it in my media okay. guide, and I should have pulled that up. But there is but something not a, not that a, is not a where, yes. Sure, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah, so I don't think there's much ask of fans throughout the entire year besides – an orange game, a blue game, and then the white games kind of come here in the last few um, years. So, um, yeah, I, it seems like it's a begrudgingly done mm-hmm. participation, but they still participate, you know. Right. And even in the stripe thing, the, I, mentioned, I should mention the stripe out. Even though that's a little bit further level and everyone's like, oh, what's my section wearing? Oh, I don't want to wear that. It's still the always coordination that takes good. is ridiculous. Oh, it's crazy. And everybody ends up still doing a pretty good job. So. I think I think it's fun. I get I think the a whiteout idea as like the first game is always a pretty good idea because it's always so dang hot. And I think that probably helps a little bit. Right. But um, yeah, it, it it looked good to me. I thought everything looked good. The only thing I always have an issue with, and I know it's tradition and it's whatever. There is always the whiteout will look so good. And then, you know, even you'll have the, like Mercer was showing out in bright orange, all their fans last night, but everything else will look so good. And then you've got 30 rows, three sections wide of pledges under the Jumbotron that have to keep their jackets on. I'm like, you're ruining the whole thing. 
and I know and the, they got to wear their jacket the whole time, all this, but it just looks bad. It does. It does. Listen, the, if we're going to do the whiteout, the fraternities need to get on this and I agree. fully participate. I get that you're, that you're putting these guys through initiation. I get it. I, I, I don't get it personally. Sorry to any <laughs> fraternity people watching or listening right now, but on some level I understand. And I just kind of like, let's get with the program. If we're going to do this, let's do this. Throw us out there in all white. Let's let's rival Penn State. Can can we understand why we didn't do this for Penn State this year? Like, yeah, I wonder process in that. I guess just to kind of be because what it, they've asked it that to be the all Auburn all Orange game. Is that right? Yeah, but I mean, let's I guess it back it's kind of like a, we're not gonna copy you. Yeah, no, I agree with what you're saying. We're not gonna copy you, but we're also gonna do like this is our version. And yeah. I, that's a thing I know we'll get to. I guess we'll, we can talk about that maybe a little bit next week. But I hope that that is a big deal and everybody wears orange because as someone who went up there, they just were like even asking Auburn fans, why are you not wearing white? I'm like, because I'm trying to mess you up here. But Yeah, I was like, we're not here to help and participate in your little gimmick. That's we're what I'm to, saying. <laughs> we're here to have but, fun ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm okay with us doing orange instead of white for them. But – uh it's it's fun. yeah i point though when we do whiteouts it w- i think it would be cool to if we came out in white it would be uh that's a whole nother can of worms there that you're opening i'm yep. sure people are just i think i've loving. talked with clint about that and he's like oh, oh man austin i think clint likes the idea of um those type of things but the backlash that comes with it sometimes is right is not worth the you know because we all most the majority of Auburn fans are traditionalists like myself and can and i go on like, a tangent Yes, tangent away, sir. Here. Do it. While we're right here, because this is kind of related, the captain's patches. Yeah. What were your thoughts? I Well, now I'm kind of scared to share my thoughts, so I think you're going to have to share yours first. Mine first? Okay. Um, I'm okay with them. Okay the as in, like, I hate it, and I, but I'm willing to be okay with it, or as in, I'm a, like, it's fine. It doesn't do anything for me. Like, what, what's, what's that level of? Execution okay. was poor for me. I thought the orange didn't match, and I thought it was really big. But I'm okay with honoring captains in that way. I agree. The more when you described what your issue was, I now I kind of found myself saying that too at times. Like, wow, that stands out a lot. I I like the honoring part of it. Uh, I think it's yes. really cool. I just you're probably right. The execution was probably there with the uh, the captains patches on there that we saw. So they even did like a feature of how they sewed them on and all that kind right. of stuff. Um, yeah. I, I mean, like the idea and something Auburn's never done before. That's a change to the uniform that has never happened. I'm, right. I'm even okay with that. I know there's probably people not okay with that. I'm okay with that. I just think the color was off and they're really big. I would have been fine with just the orange C. That's it. Yeah. Probably is something uh, I know we have a new um, equipment manager and actually had the opportunity to meet him at the open practice. Uh, Nice guy. And so I'm sure he's, as we said, Auburn fans are traditionalists. I think a lot of the people that make the movers and shakers are traditionalists as well. So getting anything new to change or come or come back or anything like that is probably like pulling teeth. So he's probably like, I'll take what I can get and then work on it and stuff like that. You never know on this show. Sometimes Clint Richardson, even when he's not here, his ghost just comes in here and forces us to talk about Auburn (laughs) uniforms. Hey, Auburn fans. I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs. 
especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. With that, let's switch over to our second topic of the night. This is the part I'm sure that many people are most interested in. Just some football discussion about the game and uh, the performances, good and bad. Um, Austin, I will let you take the floor and kind of share what's most foremost on your mind from the game, good or bad, you know, individuals you want to point out or game, whatever sticks out to you. And when I talk about this game, what is it? Yeah, good question. And I'm sure mine is similar to so many listening or watching right now. Um, Did not expect the quarterback stuff to kind of happen the way it did. Yeah, Um, but definitely intrigued by it. I mean, uh, Mr. Ashford put on quite a show um, through better than I kind of thought he would. Um, But I think and as we have said and will say so many times, Brian Harson's comments are very uh, eye opening. He reiterated very clearly T.J. Finley is still the starter. And while he didn't play after that second interception, uh, that still speaks volumes. So um, I love the way that he's incorporating both of them. I thought that one play where Robbie came in motion and then pitched at a tank was just like, a, oh, let's do that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, it's a very interesting choice of a – would you call it a trick play? I, I don't know that I count it as a trick play. I think the only thing trick yeah, about it is so. you have two quarterbacks in. Yeah, I think it's just, you know, an option play with, yeah, your backup quarterback in there. But um, super interesting and, you know, a lot of people have been saying, you know, when if you look back at how Brian Harson wanted to run his Boise offenses, that's what it looks like. Those first yeah. couple drives where it was seamless, that's what we're looking for. Um, so it was pretty impressive. I was um, impressed with how everyone navigated it, um, and players looked amped up to be there as they should be, and offense looked good. Defense thought uh, looked pretty well too. A little bit of adjustments to screens and certain things up the middle or in the beginning there. Um, but yeah, an overall good game, what you should do to Mercer. Um, I wasn't really on the bandwagon of everyone saying, oh, they're going to struggle or anything like that. Um, just because I think the talent, even as much as roster personnel and recruiting and all that has been talked about, this this team is still far more talented than Mercer, and it showed. So yeah, super, super uh, interesting game, but one that Auburn played really well in. Really interested to see what happens in the future with TJ and Robbie. Uh, do they continue to work seamlessly? Does one kind of take over 
a little bit more than the other. Um, all I know for certain is we got two really good running backs, and they both complement each other very well. And if that is how Auburn is going to be successful this season, first and foremost, if those two guys are did what they did yesterday, it's going to be a fun year. Well, let me dive back into that. I do think that you rounded out what I'm going to ask very well there. In my eyes, a quarterback controversy is when there are two quarterbacks and one is starting and it seems like the other should be. We listen to Coach Harson. You and I both reiterate that a lot. What is your opinion right now where we stand? Should Robbie Ashford be starting over TJ Finley based off what you have seen? Oh, man, what a question. Um, I know it's no, loaded. <laughs> based, based off what I've seen, no, because I've only seen one game. I don't think that you can go and tell me that from spring to summer to fall, Brian Harson comes out and says, TJ Finley is our starting quarterback, and then after one game, you rip that bag from him. I don't think that helps anybody, yeah. including TJ, including Auburn, uh, and I just don't think that's right. And so, right, and not even if it's about right or wrong, I don't think that that's the way you should handle that, and I don't think that's how the coaching staff is going to handle it because it was a few hours versus what you've seen all summer. And as they've said all along, they've had a package for Robbie. And whether that was the package or not, I don't really think that was the package that he was going to play like basically the entire second half. But you had the package with him, and that was your plan all along. So I think he's still a starter. And, you know, if things continue to shift and it looks like Robbie gives them more of a spark than TJ does, then that's something that I'm sure they'll talk about. But I don't think that TJ, after what I have seen, deserves to not be the starting quarterback. I would agree with that. I think TJ is still, and I, I will go off what Coach Harson says. If he says he's a starter, I'm going to treat him like he's the starter, and I, and I believe we all should too. I know there's plenty of you out there that don't want to. <laughs> Trust me, I see the comments. We respond to a lot of them. Uh, it is fun to have fun with this type of you know conversation and topic, but I hope we can be supportive of uh, TJ and Robbie too, because what cannot be denied it was i don't think it was ever in question what he provides in terms of spark is invaluable and just the Absolutely. the mere threat of what penn state now has to prepare for simply put on tape is astronomical like it went from you know them having to watch a guy like tj finley not have the best have a decent game statistically minus the two um interceptions and now they've got to be like, oh, crap. Now we have to plan for a set where they're both in. And is he going to pitch it or is he going to keep it? Or are they going to fake that? And then, you know, TJ's going to drop back and throw something. I mean, like the the possibilities are endless. So I'm happy that we have very talented and capable quarterbacks, all with different strengths and weaknesses, as we saw with some of them in this game. And uh, we'll just keep taking it week by week. Don't write Definitely. anybody off right now. I want to know from you, not that we're we don't have time to go into every aspect of the football game, but. We, there's no doubt that the running game was solid. But one of the bigger questions this year was the offensive line yep. and has been for the last several years, let's be honest. Give me your thoughts on it because the, I, mean, I think if you look at the stats based off how the running backs did, you go, wow, that must have been a great game. And I hear Coach Harson and the coaches talking about how well they – and the players complimenting each other saying, I think they did well. I personally found myself at times found, seeing some old issues, but help me see it through your eyes, maybe a different perspective. It's not that I'm unhappy with their performance. I just didn't see it as good holistically. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, in a similar vein, uh, I think I saw some things I was impressed by and optimistic about and things that I'm just skeptical, to be quite honest. You know, it, it's Mercer. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, I, it's not always been the case. Auburn has just dominated bad Auburn O-lines have dominated teams like Mercer. You know, right. there was, it was Art Akron and whoever they played second or third last year, they were not getting pushed that they did get at times yesterday. Right. So I think there's been some, some changes and some good improvement. A lot of that probably comes with veteran experience. Um, Austin Troxel looked really good to me. And he, he has been a highlight in the past. His, his issues just staying on the field and not getting injured. Um, with Tate Johnson being a new center, I thought he did really well in his first start. Um, so there's def- definitely different things, but it looked like they gelled. I think I'm just going to have to be skeptical, as anyone would be, until we get them in live competition where they're not completely outweighing the other team. And is right. that the only reason they're getting pushed, you know? Yeah. And, and see, that's kind of what I felt like. I felt like the weight – the skill level was much, it would always be much greater on our side. And I felt like we would get more at times. So what I'm kind of getting as I felt like the athleticism, the greatness of Jarquez Hunter and Tate Bigsby overcame some of those lack of times where they didn't get any push. Like it felt like for a while tank wasn't getting hardly anywhere unless he did some magic. Like he did several sure. times. I had what was it like a 70 yard run taken back yeah. because of a holding call, which was, it was not on my side of the field. Was it? Did you have a good perspective of it? I didn't. People are saying it was bogus. It probably was. <laughs> you know, it's the nature of of the beast that is in these in these games. The refs are still fresh, just like our, our players are. They make mistakes too. It didn't really amount to hill of beans in the game. I want to give credit though. I don't think there were any sacks of the quarterbacks that you remember, right? No, not that of that our I, quarterbacks. I, was just, well, I was actually just thinking about that. Yeah, no, not that I remember. So, again, as we saw last year, offensive line pass blocking is becoming more of a consistency in terms of higher level of play, which is really good for a guy like TJ, who's, if he's going to continue to be a starter, needs to know he's got that support. It looks like whatever issues happened, especially with Tank last year, where he wasn't getting a lot of push from his offensive line, but he had lost that ability to what I call absorb his his in one game fixed itself because he absorbed a lot and redirected (laughs) the opposite way. It just kind of kept going and didn't stop. Same thing with Jarquez. So um, all in all, I walk away from the offensive line going, you know what? I saw some old habits that are probably still being worked out, but I didn't find myself being frustrated the entire game with their performance. And given that Tate Johnson's new, given that Cameron Stutz got his first ever start, uh, given that Killian Zaire got his first true start i don't know if he's ever started in the past but i know this was a big deal for him because by the way his family flew in from germany was standing right next to them at reverse tiger walk uh and it was really cool yeah they've had like a camera crew following them the entire week so i would expect there to be some feature about it coming up soon yeah yeah it was just really unique you know like this this family standing over here next to me at tiger walk and then this like reporter keeps asking a question like who is this and then i realized i heard the i believe he's german correct is my my understanding yes so yeah, their right. accents were coming through and I was like, ah, there you go. You know, so <laughs> it, it, you know, think about it now. Sorry, we'll switch over to our third topic, but it, it's, I'm just kind of now coming to mind. Think about the nationalities we have, or I guess I should say different cultures and languages. You've got French and Jeffrey Emba. You've got German and Zaire. Uh, you've got, uh, I'm blanking, uh, Australian in the wonder from down under. And I'm sure there <laughs> are many others that I'm just glossing over here. Uh, you know, we used to be like the team of royalty names, king, queen, uh, yeah. prince. <laughs> yeah. Now, we, now we're just the international, you know, smorgasbord of cultures and languages now. So, 
that's the different angle I like that you it. can take for that. That's right. I like it. And now, hey, we'll we'll plug the show. I I think that plays into the Auburn experience. That's right. Absolutely. You can find Auburn people anywhere, and you can find a lot of people from all over on Auburn's campus at any time of day. So might as well might as well show up on the football field too. Absolutely, you should. It should be that way. And I'm glad that it is. But let's dive into our last topic for this evening. We can in, about the game specifically, but about a certain element of the game and what I am. Let me just ask you. I know you weren't at the West Virginia Rain game of 2008, nine, 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 because <laughs> it was Gene Chizik's first year. So yes, I was there, and I, I'm sure I've talked about that the, a lot on live streams and stuff lately. So people are like, "Shut up, Cal." We talked about it enough. But in your opinion, from some outside perspective who didn't experience it personally, would you say that this is comparable to what you saw, what you've heard about the Rain game of West Virginia? Yeah, good question. And uh, we had talked earlier, but I was there. We just left right as it started raining. Um, so in terms of the level of rain that came down, yes, like that was a monsoon that just hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I, I've heard some different things, and I, I didn't quite get to see it. The student population did not stay near as well as it did back in the West Virginia right. game day. Right. I heard the event staff was moving them out. And I don't know if that was an actual thing. I know you stayed. Did that happen or was it just? So here's the thing. The event staff tried to move us too. Our resolve was make us. Like the level of hype that had risen that season at that point. And you remember 2009 by the end of it wasn't anything to really write home about other than it was just a fun first season with Gene Chizik. But like the West Virginia game was a big thing because they were pretty well being received nationally we are like ready for this thing and you know like just give us the game is what we were wanting and i I think we literally were getting ready to kick off and then it or i I can't remember exactly when the rain came in the west virginia game but same thing happened came over the loudspeaker said hey get out you know go to the concourse or leave i think they even told us to leave the stadium altogether you'll be allowed back in we had to fight for our seats our good seats in the student section when i was there literally I almost had to get rat boys arrested because of what they were bringing into the stadium. I'll just be honest, (laughs) just so that I'd keep them from stealing my seats. And we just had a bigger resolve. I think personally, I I don't know. And I'm not saying that to be mean about the students. Just to me, I I, kind of said by the end of it, I was like, I'm kind of just safety first, obviously, but I'm kind of concerned about the resolve because it was lightning, lightning around us and in the stadium when the West Virginia rain game happened. I mean, the the amount of rain was probably comparable, I think a little bit less um, this time around, but it was more extended rain as a and, and still buckets and buckets of it coming down in that extended period of time. But the level of intensity that happened in that West Virginia game, I don't think will ever be touched with the thunder and the lightning and all that kind of stuff. And us just saying, no, we are here unless lightning hits this field we are not leaving this stadium. But I am very proud of the student body that stayed and came back down, and they were hyped the rest of the game. Like, you would, you would have thought they had just been through the West Virginia rain game, frankly. <laughs> sure. I think I think a little bit has to do with probably the opponent. Like you said, that matchup was super amped up, and there was some building steam that season. Uh, first game, and Auburn's already winning by a bunch. Now, I think you could argue that by saying it's a first game. You know, stick around. That's fair. Enjoy your first game. Because that's my 
comparable game is my first game as a student was Auburn versus Arkansas in 2014. And there was a lengthy rain delay, lightning delay. Uh, this was the Nick Marshall, Jeremy Johnson starts the half. Nick Marshall comes in the second half due to suspension. Uh, and that for me, that was a closer game. So I think more people stayed, but it was also SEC opener first game. It wasn't, you know, that was a weird year or, or FCS level. Right. Very weird. Lots of ups and downs, but a lot more stayed. So I think it has to do with probably situational issues. Um, but you know, you're a student, hang out in the rain. You you're, you get to go back to your apartment or dorm that's not that far and, hey, and take a nice shower. We were joking on the pledges for not getting color-coordinated with their suits. At least the majority of those suited ones stayed, and they were soaked. Can you imagine the dry there cleaning bills? The dry oh. cleaning bills this week is going to be outstanding for the city of Auburn. <laughs> oh, mean. yeah. There's now we have a good one in Auburn, and I I, I don't know if I really should say their name, but if if you're inter- if you are one of those pledges listening on Twitter, DM me. I'll give you the good dry cleaning hookup, and maybe it won't be too bad. I feel like we've got something shady going on behind the scenes now. This sounds like <laughs> no, slightly all, all above board. Uh, I don't know. Hey, listen, what you guys do in Auburn? I mean, I'm not living there yet, so hey, I'm gonna let it stand as long as it doesn't happen on ETC Network time. Uh, I will say though. Um, it was fun. We didn't get forced out. There was a moment where it switched over from the uh, main PA announcer saying the regular announcements of in the, you know, please exit the stadium that it, it was a more stern lady. And I thought that was going to be the moment that we were ushered out and we just kind of stood there and nobody ever did anything about it. So we were, luckily our seats were already un, under the overhang. It was great seats, by the way, great seats. Thank you so much to my uh, individuals that hooked me up with that out of the sun and then we only had to move back about five rows once they were vacated to avoid the spray of the wind and the rain so um i enjoyed the heck out of it of course you know i took the opportunity instantly to take a video and put the you know song have you ever seen the rain uh, over that i mean i i was surprised like i was one of the first ones frankly i thought to put it out there i was like how are people not jumping on this this is like circa 2009 stuff right here come on we got to relive that moment um I heard it eventually did get played, but it it took it took longer than than expected in the stadium to play the song. To their credit, to the credit of the students, to the credit of War Eagle Productions, who and everybody else who manages that, as soon as the students were allowed or they started coming back in, they they hyped it up. I mean, we got that and more. Um, that country song about rain, I think it's from yeah, Luke Bryan. Sure. Um, what we, we didn't do the rains down in Africa. I thought that would have been another good wow. one that we had last time. But of course, Credence Clearwater Revival, you got to play. Of course, have you seen the rain or have you ever seen the rain? Because it's just it's just the perfect song. And so we're all like swaying back and stuff. <laughs> I mean, to me, I was more into getting soaked then, and so I didn't care. I, I even stood. Okay, funny. I know I've talked a lot about my experience with this, but this is bringing back all these memories. It rained so hard so quickly. The water coming off the upper deck into the student section was a legitimate waterfall. Like you you stood, Gosh. tried to stand underneath it, and it would knock you down. And so we tried to go do that, and I got right about to the point where I was about to be under it. And I said, you know what? I know the things that are on the ground up there in that upper deck. The... <laughs> I don't want it to sound grosser than it actually is, but it kind of was. So when you really start thinking about what you could be like 
ingesting if it got in your mouth and stuff it's kind of like you know what i'm just gonna stand out in the storm i'm good with the waterfall but plenty of people did it and (laughs) yes i was one of those fools that took their shirts off and started waving it around there was nothing there you go there was nothing good to see austin it just (laughs) wasn't attractive or anything but uh hey in my my now wife was not we were not dating at the time she recalls me doing that and remember thinking like uh like so <laughs> you want in the what, long run I, I guess i did but i guess she lost if that if she said uh <laughs> and then now she has to see this all the time unfortunately so i'm sorry That's jessica all right. it's it is what it is what would it take for you to have run out there shirtless in the rain last yesterday yeah oh because that I'm a little a disappointed. Lot. I was disappointed in the, the resolve of the students, but I'm disappointed you didn't stick it out and, and get out there in the rain with them. I know it. I know it. I, uh, yeah, I, I was thinking it was going to be a lot longer, honestly, but I also parked uh, decent ways away. And so, yeah, I don't know. I was with some other people who were staying with us as well. Excuses. And so I'm like hearing that. nothing but excuses right There's, now. If, they're all excuses. They're all excuses, but. Uh, man, if you'd ask, I think I did take my shirt off back in freshman year. Uh, that was a that was a fun game because all the players came up. They're very very appreciative to everyone who stayed, as I'm sure they were last night. Oh yeah. Um, and we were we were definitely shirtless and jumping on. The only one I can remember that uh, I got a picture with was Duke Williams, which not really the first pick of people you want a picture with, but uh, <laughs> it was it was it was fun. It's a weird year. It was a weird year as we Very discussed. Weird year. You know. We'll have to get uh, into that some, some none the weirdest from my student perspective. None the weirdest of Leech was you taking your shirt off, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I think that is going to do it for the Auburn experience this week. We talked a lot about just the experiences of this weekend, of first weekend of football, the football game, the rain, and everything in between. And I figured that was going to be our main topic of choice because – what better thing is there than the first weekend of college football? The first weekend right. of Auburn football, no matter how good or bad they may be this season, and we'll know soon enough how that's going to work out, it's always good to be back together for the first time in what feels like forever. On the way out, Austin, if people want to get in touch with you, where can they find you? Yeah, please find me if you want. Uh, Austin G. Scott, Twitter, Instagram. And I'm always lurking around on the E2C Network Facebook page. So uh, with his, uh, if we can get in on, touch. Thankfully shirt on you will find all pictures and tweets of shirts on thankfully uh my wife as as we have already discussed with kyle somehow agreed to uh marry me uh and that is not due to my shirt being off at all so shirts on everywhere at least we're honest and you know self-conscious of like how not pleasant that is for others and we'll try to be mindful of that from now on if you want to keep up with me and not see shirtless pictures of me i'm on twitter at at kyle lumis 24 so check it out there or you can follow etc network where you'll see me interacting a lot there as well thank you for tuning in to episode two of the auburn experience we appreciate you watching or listening in until we talk to you again or eagle or eagle